Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. We're at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne and Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Margo and I meet here at Ted's and we invite a member of New Orleans restaurant community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a, a friend, a plus one. We never know who their plus one is going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, or a fellow restaurant business colleague. Well, in a few moments, we're going to be speaking with our special guest, Krista May. And I am very excited. I can't wait. She's an amazing woman. This is a woman who was the first female to ever try out for the boys' football team in high school. Whoa, that's ballsy. Yes. She broke her nose four times. Can't wait to ask her about that. And still managed to be stunningly beautiful. And But, more, but people probably know her best as the co-owner, along with her husband, of uh, her husband, Chef Brack, of Cowbell, everyone's favorite restaurant. And we'll be doing that in just a few moments. But... While we wait for that, Margo, I'm wondering, what is uh, Meatball prepared for us tonight? Well, on the menu tonight, he's got a buffalo chicken sandwich with blue cheese dressing, house-cut fries, and uh, banana cream pie for dessert. Oh. And a few other things, but that's, told me about that's my favorite pie, yeah. thing on the menu sure. tonight. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of eating where have you have you eaten anywhere exciting this week oh i'm sure i did uh well you know it's hard to get my family to agree to eat at the same place right which is <laughs> to my you know my chagrin when we have three of us we can do it four it's usually hard but we but we all like uh magazine that, that vietnamese place the fa place on uh-huh. um, a magazine opened a few months ago uh right past napoleon and i had i had the uh the filet mignon fa and it was awesome Absolutely awesome. I had the rare steak before. How about you? I had Vietnamese good? this week, too. All right. Um, but I went to the West Bank, to Tan Din. Uh, have you eaten at Tan no, Din? No, I have not. <gasps> Outside Orleans Parish. That's, that's New Orleans. No, I don't think so. It's Orleans Parish. I don't think on so. On Lafayette? Yeah. Really? Um, well, well. I could be wrong. It was don't easy to get there. It's one. very quick to get there. Yeah? It was good? It takes me, yeah, it was delicious. I have the... Uh, I got the salt and pepper baked shrimp. All right. With a lime pepper sauce, uh, and it's delicious. And it's actually the only restaurant where I've had to perform the Heimlich. This week? Not this week. Oh wow! But uh, in the past. And you've gone I, back? It yes. Hasn't yes. You. No, because it wasn't from a food item on the menu. It was actually uh, I my child was. At sitting at another table. And wait, and like a Lego or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought I was so proud he was entertaining himself, but I did not realize that he uh, he had gotten a piece of hard candy from somewhere that I did not give him. Is there a problem with... And, and uh, so the hard candy, he wasn't talking, and I was... How old I was, was he at this point? He was four. He was four. I look over and, um, and he's, he's blue, turning blue. Right. And I ru- I'm screaming and run across the restaurant. Now let me ask you: When they say blue, is it really blue? Well, like Smurf I didn't hear blue. Anything. Like what kind of blue? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely blue. It was like he was screaming, you but knew. nothing was coming and you knew out right away. And yeah, I knocked some people over. Uh, someone was trying to give him the Heimlich, and I pushed her out of the way, gave him the Heimlich, and it shot out. And uh, someone was already giving the kid the yes, Heimlich. Yes. It, wow. And, uh, we, we ended up staying. He was fine. I was a little bit in shock. And uh, did, you went, did you eat The food is after so that? good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We stayed. Uh, did and you find the candy? Like, how far did it go? It went like two feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't break a window or anything, no, right? No, no, no. <laughs> but it was wow. very exciting. And I. Well, we I can love laugh about it because it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's cool. Did I remember that when you go back? Like, did they. Um, Did they call no. you the Heimlich lady or anything? No. No. Oh. No. I, I tried to, I didn't want to upset anybody and, you know, make a big deal out of it. Oh, he wow. also had an accident in the bathroom. This is probably not appropriate, but Whoa, the same. Is he going to listen to this? <laughs> is, are his friends going to listen to this? Is so he, he had be, an accident and they don't have bullied? paper towels. Oh. So we had to buy a $25 Got Fa shirt. What is that? And it's a big, you know, the soup. You know, like Got Milk, but Got Fa. Or whatever. Oh. So he wore a big orange adult shirt because they didn't have uh, hand towels. They only How had air dryers. That, uh, that was four and a half. 
Yeah, see, I so. had something like that at four and a half. I wore the corduroys of shame one time in kindergarten for a little accident I had. I remember la- laughing at the other kids when they came out and tried to be cool with it. And then the next day I was wearing them. Yeah, that happens at four and a yeah. half. Yeah. Well, I guess this isn't really food talk, but. Uh, yeah, no, our this is kind of grossing here. me out now. Now I, don't, now I don't have to have the cream pie anymore. <laughs> Banana cream pie, I can resist it now. Well, our guest is here, though, now. So let I cannot wait. Let's uh, introduce her. Krista May, I have so many questions for you. I'm so excited you're here now. Thank you. Yes. All right, so you have a lot of explaining to do. Okay. Uh, I asked you some questions in advance, uh. and you gave us some great answers. And they, well, they sound great. I just don't know what they mean. You're too, you're too deep for us. Oh. Margo and I are a little shallow for these things. you got to explain to us. The first one I saw that really intrigued me was, what does it mean that your co-pilot is a love <laughs> child of Atticus Fitch? N- I know who that is. Kill Mockingbird. Nucky Thompson. I know that one from Boardwalk Empire, right? Caitlin Stark and Shirley Mal- Ma- uh, Muldowney. What does that mean? Do You're you know a puzzle. Do no, <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say who? I don't know who okay. that is. Uh, all right. Uh, well, Atticus Finch is, uh, you know, the guy that, that does the right thing right. all the time, no matter what. Right. Um, let's see. Nucky Thompson is not the guy that is not the guy that does the right thing, but he is a guy who does what is necessary and still uh, manages to try to maintain um, a perspective on uh, taking care of people that can't take care of themselves. You know, he try he still tries to, there's like a moral something in there. There's a kindness uh, or whatever. There's something in there. In a and place then, you wouldn't expect it. In a, buried in a under place a that, kind of a exactly. bad guy. He's really a good guy too. Exactly. Yeah, right. So he's the, he's the kind of, that kind of conundrum, and then uh, who, who was who's my other one? You said you Caitlin wrote it. Stark. Yeah, okay, Caitlin, Caitlin Stark. Are these personalities? Are no, there sides are of you, or is this? Uh, I these are yeah, I would say probably <laughs> yes. Caitlin Stark is uh, she's uh, one of the main characters in um, George R. R. Martin's um, Game of Thrones, and oh. she is um, very much about family and. Um, doing uh her like they have sigils and they have like house words and her words are uh family duty honor Uh. and so that is very um dear to me i i you put family first you put you do things that are honorable the last thing that you have at the end of the day on your deathbed is pretty much your word Uh. so if you've are you allowed to swear? You're not yeah, allowed yeah, to you swear. swear. If you shit all over your word, you pretty much have <laughs> nothing by the time you die because right, you, right. there's no honor there. So there's that. And then uh, Shirley Muldowney, she was the um, woman, the one of the first women to break into stock car racing. And um, wow. she had an entire um, group of people, a whole industry, saying she was not allowed to do that. And uh, um, When was that? <clears throat> God, I don't know. In the, I want to say in the 60s. Wow. Yeah, in the 50s. And she grew up in the 50s. So she's like um, Danica, Patrick, or whatever. Right, but, but in another like much, much, much earlier. The, before and Danica she survived was born, a fire. Yeah. She crashed wow. and um, and uh, caught on fire, basically. And right. she had all these um, bad burns. And, and um, so she didn't let that... Um, stop her. She overcame that and and still raced and still did all of that and won. And um, so, did so you know about her when uh, you tried out for the football team? No, is that true? I didn't. No, that is true. I did. I did, did you make the team? And I where was that? I made it to the. Where I made from? it to the fi- um, I'm from uh, a place called Downers Grove, Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. In, so yeah. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So it's about. I want. I want to say maybe a half an hour outside. I know where those. Yeah. And. Um, we grew uh, the way we grew up during that <laughs> during that time there wasn't really um we grew up on a cul-de-sac and so uh every house had kids and every kid played every sport there was and we because it was a cul-de-sac we had spray painted uh you know bases for baseball and there were whole areas that were devoted entirely to football and I had always played football my father had bought me a um mitt when I was very young and he used to fire the ball at me just to see if I would catch it and he would throw it right at my head and you know it's like whip these balls at me and just do it over and over and over again and and it was kind of his way of um sort of 
letting me know that there are things to be afraid of and you can get hurt, but you'll get over it. You know, it's not, it's, huh. it's, you, you got to face up to things that you're afraid of and you have to, um, you know, not be afraid of everything and not let people tell you that you can't, can't do this or you can't do that. Wow. Well, that's a great so, segue to cowbell then, huh? Right. Because oh, absolutely. That's great preparation. You didn't know it. You just had your crazy dad throwing footballs at your head. I did. Did I you had, not, little did you know dad. that that was going to, you know, bring you to, uh, well, all of that, open this restaurant. Yeah. all of the way, um, and then again, back to Shirley Muldowney, her, her father um, raced, he didn't race cars, but he would take her out on the off-roading and um, let her drive and let her drive real fast when she was just very little. And she would sit in his lap and steer and he would drive faster and faster and faster. And it was kind of, it's, it's, there's a symmetry there that, um, you know, my, my father was always very... You know, she doesn't want to be a beauty queen. She wants to play football. And my mother was, but, you know, I was Miss Minnesota, and I don't understand. <laughs> so, you know, it was really kind of, I, I Wait, was. Wait, your mom was really Miss Minnesota? Uh, yes. Literally my, my Miss Minnesota? Mother, my mother was a beauty queen, yes. What? Yeah. Wow. So you there. didn't do any of that? You, no, you no. It didn't appeal to me. I didn't like it. And it's really my father's fault because um, he, oh, he, was always very quick my, my father and my great-grandmother Fanny were always very and my grandmother Charlotte were always very clear about beauty fades beauty is not a huh. constant beauty is a, a thing that you can use that will work for you but once you get in someplace what are you going to do then like yeah. what where's your where's your brain huh. and and use your brain and so they were always very you know they'd always send books and it was always what did you learn in school and what it, they were huh. very cerebral type people and they promoted that along with a real kind of anarchist view of don't listen to authority <laughs> so that was very much the opposite of what my mother wanted my mother uh, wanted me to just be um, a beauty queen and marry a lawyer and did you yeah. ever secretly want to do the beauty thing, or no? You no, never, I you actually had no interest. I was a homecoming queen once, and I I didn't like it, and I gave the tiara back, which I'm really kind of pissed about because I liked the tiara. The tiara. Oh, was, that would be so great! It was funny. I enjoyed the tiara. Every woman in New Orleans a has joke. a tiara. I know. For like some all of the, the men have yeah, tiara. So, <laughs> I have a tiara actually. Yeah, we have. I'm, a <laughs> I'm envious of some of their tiaras. But you would have a, You would. You would come by it honestly. I like you were actually crowned with your tiara. The rest of us bought ours in a costume store on Magazine Street. I you actually, and yes. you didn't know and you would be back. here. When, when did you wow. uh, move to New Orleans? How old were you? Um, we were thirteen years ago. So I was. Um, I don't know. I turned forty while we were evacuated for Katrina. Everything before that is kind of <laughs> like you know a whole nother life. I don't really even. I mean, we moved here right after nine eleven. Most things that happen to us you are, are closely related to major catastrophes. Hmm. So, huh. you know, everywhere we've gone, there's always been a bad hurricane or there's... No, wait, there's where were you living? Before you got here? Where were you living during 9-11? We were in, um, we were in Wisconsin, actually. Oh. Um, and what was funny is Brack had come down here to open um, Cobalt in the Hotel Monaco with um, <clears throat> Susan. And Susan Spicer. Yes. Yeah. And um, they had scheduled their. You know how they they send out those things where it's going to be the soft opening and everybody's yeah. supposed to come and they they pre-schedule those things. Well, it was scheduled for like the day of nine eleven or the huh. day after. Not a good day for celebration. Not a, yeah. Not right. particularly a good day, but they they forced him to go through it anyway. So oh. he was here by himself, and I was still in Wisconsin, and I couldn't get from Wisconsin to here because um, they shut everything, they sh they shut like the whole country down. I mean, wow. they, they were like, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. They evacuated every place and it was very, very strange. But that's, we moved here that September. Well, I want to hear about the next catastrophe about Katrina, but first it looks like your plus one has arrived. Mm -hmm. Would you introduce her for us? This is uh, my, uh, my little Kim Vu. Kim Vu. You may know her from Kim Vu Rescue Bon Mi um, sandwich, uh, Vietnamese uh, sandwich wow. special that we have at, at Cowbell. Nice. Yes. Wow, Thanks. you have arrived when you have a sandwich named I after know. you. Yes. Not just anywhere, too, <laughs> at Cowbell. Listen, 
that you can die now and know you've had a meaningful that life. That was a Facebook status update for the whole world <laughs> that I have my own sandwich. <laughs> I was, I that would be my whole identity guy. if it was me. This is the Kimbo. Well, some of us can dream of it and some of us get it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, are you just a really fabulous friend that you get that on? Yeah, what did that? I think it was a pity thing. It was. It was a pity thing. What what was happening? Uh, (laughs) She um, was friends with someone who um, worked for me at Cowbell and um, was referred to as one of her uh, quote-unquote real friends. I don't know what the alternative is to that, (laughs) but it was one of her real friends. Uh And we we, uh, met Kim through... Uh, Amanda mm-hmm. and Amanda's now since moved to uh, Montana and is sending us pictures of streams, which is <laughs> lovely. <laughs> um, but so our, our our connection continued, but Amanda has gone on to uh, bigger and better things. How in long ago was that? A year. Yeah, about oh, wow. a year. And then Wait we a second. So you got a sandwich name there? For I less know. Than a year? I know. Whoa! I kind of feel cool. I that do. is really cool. <laughs> to be totally what are you going to do in ten years? Like, well, you that's know, because it's they're going to name like they're going to name a neighborhood Josh, after yeah. you or something. You have to understand yeah. though, when she comes, Oak she Street comes, is going to be Kim Boo Street. She's, she she sits at the bar and she inhales. I like red meat. She inhales the food. You like red meat? It's it's almost a really kind of obscene experience to watch. So we felt obliged to name a sandwich. It's my way to show them love. Uh, Actually, actually, uh, it's really funny, too. Speaking of disasters, I had three disasters in the span of a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, This month? August. Oh. Well, everyone had the third disaster, but it was a little annoying. Oh. I had, uh, I was buying a house in Central City, and like many houses in Central City, the house next door was blighted, collapsed during rains, and then when they demoed it, they the city demoed a little bit of my bedroom, too. <laughs> oh. So, While you were in it? No, no. I hadn't oh. moved in. And then while I was getting fixed and I was visiting family in California, my apartment caught on fire. What? Yeah. And then I got back and then, God bless, you know, Isaac. So it was, you know, I kind of felt like I had a three-in-one disaster experience. And I, But I did get a sandwich named after me. But you got a sandwich wow. named after me. Because Amanda so was talking about it. With that's the sympathy stuff. thing. I thought she was kidding. Oh, yeah, you, you earned it there. Okay. It was Kimbo Rescue. Kimbo Rescue. Well, let me, let me ask you about that if I could. I don't know if Margaret, Margaret wanted to jump in here. But, um, uh, you know, how do you think Katrina, you know, Katrina obviously is like the sort of the uh, archetypal sort of, mm-hmm. you know, disaster for this generation or whatever here. But is, New Orleans is full of mini disasters all the time, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't live here without the thing, really things that you're saying. I mean, you're laughing about it because like People. potholes. Everybody in this that room, is a disaster. Everybody in this room like, has had oh, something like, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. it happens, sure. right? But we love it here, right? And, you know, I, I know, Christy, you said before that you feel like. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said Katrina is sort of like a necessary disaster that happened in your yeah. life to yeah, bring yeah. sort of rebirth in your life or new life into your, mm-hmm. into your experience. Can you explain that to us? Or what do you think about, and either one of you, how you well, reflect on disaster here? I think as it relates, I think you can, you can look at Katrina in 107 different ways. Everybody's going to have their own perspective. But for me, the, the thing that really stuck out for me was um, ultimately, you know, we... I kind of mark my life as before Katrina and after Katrina because it it seems dramatically different to me now the things that I consider important now versus what I considered important that w- then and uh, you know we really didn't we really weren't worried about the hurricane I mean we, you, we everybody felt that way There's, it's just going to be a long weekend somewhere right. let's go to the beach I mean nobody honestly understood that something that that truly devastating was going to happen because there's so many um, what do they call that dude that cries wolf all the time it's just it it just happens so many times and nothing really bad really happens so yeah (laughs) so you never really you don't really take it seriously Um, but when we when we had to get um, uh, fake press passes from a friend of ours in California to get us into the city um, it was maybe a week later and I started walking through my house 
the, and you're you know, in the, Central City, right? Yeah, yeah. The first thing that that you saw were all the markings on the houses, and then right. you and then the smell was unavoidable. And I kill, I still can't stomach the smell of pine saw. It just puts me right back to huh. to what that was like. The smell, the 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 thickness of the air, the fact that it, it felt like you could just grab stuff out of the air, the MREs all over the ground. It was it was pretty disgusting. And as I started walking through the house, I realized that, I, you know, I was really looking at shit I just didn't give a crap about. Like, I'm looking at it going, I don't, do I, did we need four TVs? I mean, it's just fucking obscene. <laughs> you, you don't need any of this shit. You didn't take any of it with you. Yeah. How important can it possibly be? And as I saw things destroyed, I realized that I didn't, all the effort that I put into acquiring all of it didn't really matter when I'm looking at it destroyed and I'm not feeling anything about it. And that for me was kind of a, kind of a catalyst to reprioritizing what, what was really relevant and what really mattered and, and uh, And realizing that that what was a priority, what was nothing really terribly superficial anymore. Just that. But I mean, did you change your career? Did you, was that when y'all or did, you th- ever consider leaving after that, or were you committed? Um, yeah, no, we did. Um, he at that point was um, was uh, trying to put together a restaurant in um, Miami. We went and we stayed with his sister in um, Fort Lauderdale. So we really didn't have any concerns as far as like how we were going to continue paying our bills or anything like that. It, that thankfully was pretty much taken off the plate as a concern. Um, what what kind of happened was uh, we came back and realized that you know there's it's really there's a really particular devastation when people that you know and that you care about um and that are members of your family don't quite understand why it is not acceptable to to act as though it was something that we deserved like there was somehow we brought this on ourselves or we had chosen to live here and thus this is what happened or you know you you it it, wow it was a little yeah it was a a little um uncomfortable and it sort of did it reinforce your belief in being here though i mean even it did in the sense that i it did in the sense that i didn't i didn't really care for people deciding for other people where it was to me, basing um, whether somebody should live here or not is the same as basing somebody, should they live in Iowa when they had flooding. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. And and so this idea that nobody, this is an uninhabitable place because it's, quote, uh, dangerous or this thing happened or whatever, you know, uh, it's because we're all... Um, you know, just <laughs> poorly behaved human beings or whatever, <laughs> you know, it just seemed like a simpleton's kind of solution so that they could could dismiss it as something that anybody needs to be concerned about. And that, that pissed me off a lot because you've got, you've got people who don't know anything different but living here. And so to, to like, suggest that it would be acceptable for, for them to never return to a place that they feel a connection to is just yeah. wrong and 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 unforgivable. Yeah. So for me, it sort of made the commitment a little bit stronger in the sense that I I wasn't going to um, be fine with people, you know, mm-hmm. telling me that me or anybody else living here we were somehow undervalued or somehow less than or somehow excusable that you know you're just not. It, it's just not important. You bring it on yourself kind of bullshit that I just don't, right? you know. And on, and on the other hand, I, I think it really revealed a lot of things about um, ideas that we had about us as uh, uh, a city and a country and a and, uh, political system that just didn't work. And, you know, that that is a necessary evil. It's a necessary thing that wakes you up and you either take it in and, and make some changes or you don't. So. Well, being from here, growing up here, I uh, really appreciate people choosing to stay and make it their home and to continue moving here. And 
um, I really think that's what makes the city a better place. So thank you. And Kim, are you from New Orleans? Or are you no, moved here? Uh, I moved here two years ago from Alaska. Alaska? <laughs> you look Alaska. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> big Vietnamese community. In Al- are you Vietnamese? Uh, what are you? I am. Yeah, I a big am. Vietnamese community in Alaska? There's um, three. Three of you? Vietnamese now there's two? They're your parents, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> your parents, your siblings <laughs> got the hell out of there, too. <laughs> you know, I went there on a There's stint. one Vietnamese I, I restaurant, and it's your parents. <laughs> I went to what was great. <laughs> what was great is the Vietnamese restaurant opened shortly before I left, and I went in. Where in Alaska is this we're talking about? I know it's a big uh, place. When, for one year, I was in a really small town called Palmer. For How come you don't sound like Sarah Palin? For five years, <laughs> I was in a really small town called Anchorage. Uh, Anchorage, uh, Yes. So I went to this Vietnamese restaurant. Are there restaurant. moose that walk down the street? Yeah. It's yeah. just like Northern Exposure, it's isn't it? Like Northern it's Northern actually <laughs> like they're pests. They eat plants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're total pests. Is and they're they're dangerous. Plural for moose? Yeah. She can't say they moose. Kick. Meese. They kick. Meese. Moose. They Is really kick eye? and it's kind of scary and they charge you and they fake it. It's not pleasant. Have you ever seen that it's footage on pleasant. YouTube of the moose going through the library at the University of Alaska or whatever oh, yeah, it is yeah. and trashing the library and all the students are jumping to the side and just going yeah, like nuts. Scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dog... Somebody let one in through the front door and it just went insane in the mm-hmm. library, yeah. My dog is well-behaved because he got bluff-charged by a moose. No, he didn't. He did. Are you kidding? He got what charged? Bluff-charged. Like bluff? What does that mean? Like they fake charge. Alaskan for something? They fake yeah, charge that's Eskimo people for something. And, and dogs. <laughs> hey, you leave Milo alone, okay? <laughs> I'm out of this. All right, well, yeah. Margo, we were getting sensitive. very deep. Uh, and now <laughs> we're now we're getting kind of jovial again. Maybe so, we should go back to being uh, a little deep and do our book of questions. Yes. Uh-oh. I would like to ask you. This might be a good break Uh-oh. right here. Um, please pick a number, Krista, between 1 and 217, and then, Kim, we're going to have you do it. What's your favorite number? Uh, 113. All and right. you have to answer this. You can't plead the fifth. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you could take a one-month trip anywhere in the world and money were not... A consideration, where would you go and what would you do? Oh, man. For a month? Hmm. Hmm. I like this. You, you like that question? Do well, you have an answer You don't question? get this question. You don't get this so, question. Uh, can I... Is that my final answer? Um, <laughs> I would probably... <coughs> Have you traveled so many places that you don't have? No, I wouldn't go to Alaska (laughs) because I think it's cold there. And they have funky light. And the funky light. Or no light. No light. I think I would probably um, pack a very small bag and travel uh, outside of the United States by train or boat and just go wherever. Just one place to another. I don't really... I don't really, I don't like to plan vacations. I don't like, I just like uh, for stuff to happen. I can see I don't, that. I'm not really into the plan. Because the plan ruins the fun. The okay. plan, uh, like, it, it, it all right, eliminates. Well, how about if you had to bring a date with you besides Brock, and it oh, was a no. former president, who would it be? Oh. A former president? <laughs> yes. Are you just making up questions? That's not in there. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. A former president? <laughs> I rules. would pick, um, I okay. believe in rules. <laughs> a former president. I would pick Truman. Okay. Truman. <laughs> okay. I know why. I would pick Truman. I know why. You trust Truman. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. I don't necessarily. That's what it is. I don't necessarily he trust Truman. Man. But I liked Good the fact that Midwestern he didn't want stock. to be president. He didn't want. He to be president. didn't want to be yeah, president. Yeah. Oh. So I you like that. You appreciate I, that. I like the fact that he didn't want to be president. I want to talk to him. And about he's a haberdasher, so he can me. make alterations if you. And yeah. He, yeah. All right, Kim. What's your number? And presumably, he never slept with Monica Lewinsky, that woman, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Nobody had to sleep with, what was her name? I forgot her name. Now. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret. Margaret. Margaret Truman. Well, well, that's character right. building. He didn't have to. I think that was character building. I'm going to uh, go okay. for 100. I'm 10. 110. You know, we do this long enough, we're going to have these all memorized. Okay. If you were having difficulty on an important test, you could <laughs> safely cheat 
by looking at someone else's paper, would oh. you do First so? Of all, safely cheating is a myth, number one. Uh, and I wouldn't because do it. Because you will always know. You wouldn't do it because in your heart, it would hurt. <laughs> so it would much. hurt your heart. Uh, no, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Right. I don't know. Maybe because. So you never cheated in college? No. Really? I Ever? I didn't. She was a lawyer, so I think oh. she's lying. <laughs> oh, they all lie, yeah. <laughs> I think she's totally Is she your No, but you're an ex-lawyer, is though. That, uh, you're an ex-lawyer? Uh, you're a recovering in case lawyer. We you're a recovering yeah, lawyer? I mean, technically, I'm still yes. licensed. She's going to slap down some <laughs> litigation. You know, a little known fact, I went to law school for six weeks. Actually, six weeks <laughs> in like two days. Because you can get a refund in six weeks. And I waited like two extra days, so we got no refund. So I was paying off that loan forever. Yeah, That's awesome. I gave it all. I told my parents in one sentence. This isn't about me, but I just, yeah, I got to give you this quote eventually. Um, I told my parents. I said, "I'm dropping out of law school. I'm going to seminary, and I'm getting married." All in one wow. sentence. I told my mom. Worst, huh. worst moment of her life. No doubt. Yeah, and yeah. you gave back your tiara. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had ever earned a real tiara, that'd be oh. awesome. Wow, that's. That's really okay. That, I like this. The book questions worked out well this time. I like that. That was good. <laughs> I have I have a question about family. Getting back to, I want to know how you and Brock met. Yes. Am I saying oh his name right? Brock, right? Brock. Uh, Brack. Brack. You, how does he prefer? He he doesn't really. He answers to pretty much everything. He's a very easygoing <laughs> hey guy. guy. Brack. Hey. Yeah, hey dude. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. <laughs> um, what? He we. Uh, all right. Well, it's kind of a uh, whirlwind story I was bartending in a place called uh, Crested Butte Colorado it's about 12,000 elevation in Colorado Wow! and he was one of the um, guys in the kitchen and he used to wear his you remember the uh, Jack Nicholson Easy Rider sunglasses yeah the old ones he'd yeah. wear them in the kitchen he would wear them in the kitchen because he was stoned all the time so wow. he would wear them in the kitchen with Did Birkenstocks and socks. Huh? Did he get cut a lot? Mm-mm, no, he's quite skilled. Okay. Um, and <laughs> He developed night vision. He developed <laughs> night vision. He, he was a curious individual and he was filthy. And, and he looked as though wow, he, he really never <laughs> bathed. And he had but very long hair. Like oh, I see why I you fell in love. Wow. And like, he wa- I clean. was bartending okay. and um, I, uh, my, it's one of those stories where it's a very small town and my, father owned a significant portion of that town and I was um, working and he was like known, Mr. Potter. I was I was known as like this is her his daughter kind of situation and he was not um, intimidated by that at all and walked up one day with a big tumbler and tapped it on the bar and said coke me babe and I looked at him like, who are you, <laughs> you filthy beast? And he was like, yeah, come on, babe, coke me. And I thought, I don't even know. And But I don't know what it was. I just sort of looked at him like, that is just. I'm going to marry this man. Quite an interesting creature. And we went out. Um, he asked, it was his birthday the following day. And he asked if I would go with him to some um uh, one of the the bars that was there, and he knew everybody in town. He'd been in town a month. I'd lived there for a year. I didn't know anybody. Did your <laughs> father approve of him? No, not at all. He tried to. Um, he tried to kill him. Didn't he, he did. Have a snowmobile? He did try to try to <laughs> kill him. He did. I heard the story. <laughs> he did. He well. All right. So he we we're getting we go out and um, I enjoy his company. He enjoys my company. Yada yada. He, he kisses me. Um, very lightly and goes home and I go home and I'm thinking this guy's not trying to jump my bones or something kind of wrong with him I don't and I'm <laughs> basically intrigued you didn't think he everybody was a gentleman it was to, something was wrong yeah I thought okay. maybe he was gay so <laughs> I was thinking well this is going to be my new gay friend and uh, <laughs> it's true but I've never met a gay person that doesn't bathe but anyway so all evidence uh. to the contrary um we ended up kind of going out, and he ended up moving into my apartment Wait, after ha- two weeks. I'm sorry of knowing him. So, how long did before you decided he wasn't gay? Um. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was about a week. We okay. figured out he wasn't gay. Is that a because he was date. He was also dating. See, here's the thing. He was also dating another On girl that I named Holly Popeye Legs yeah. because Holly her, Popeye Legs. Holly Popeye Legs because Holly Popeye Legs had you know, remember how uh, Popeye <laughs> arms were? Those were her legs. I'm sure she was a very nice girl. But was she athletic? 
No. She was a slut. Anyway, okay. so. <laughs> hey, that's a sport of She may still be alive. I'm, I'm cutting you off, but was he, isn't he, uh, wasn't he athletic? He, a college Brack? athlete? Oh, yes. But he but was, he was also a, a sloppy stoner. Yeah. He was a stoner, athlete, smart, wickedly smart. And he um, also laughs at people who exercise. He laughs at people I who exercise. Put that out there. I don't. So do I. From experience, Brack is—he's a complete and total conundrum. There's no real way to describe him. That's why. He, that, that's why we've been together for 20 years. You're both trying no to solve the puzzle. Yeah, the d- we're trying to solve the puzzle. Yeah, you can't and you're both me unsolvable. Out. I can't figure him out. We balance yeah. each other pretty nicely. Nice. But he moved in after two weeks. I kicked oh. him out. And the next day he moved back in, and then we've never been separated since. So it's he wow. learned his. And you've been married what 20 years? Smartened up after wow. he kicked him out. It only took him one day to... Well, it, there was a lot of drugs involved. Look, this is when I was really young. <laughs> <laughs> he was really young, and it was a week of intense drug activity. And I basically said, I can't live like this. And I, I, this, I don't want to do this kind of thing anymore. This is your life, and that's fantastic. Go with Holly Popeye legs and have dinner <laughs> and do whatever you need to do. But I, you know, we can just be friends. And he went and got his hair cut and then came back and said... Do you still feel the same way? So <laughs> about, about 45 minutes had passed, and I said, yes, I still feel the 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still feel the same way. But I and my I was bartending cut. that night, and he came in very drunk and climbed all over the bar and screamed, I want my key back. And all, it was very bad. And then he came the next day and apologized, and that was it. And then we were together. And then you moved to New Orleans? And then, no, no. <laughs> then my father met him, and my father... Uh, did not like him. So what was the sk- what was the snow snowmobile murder attempt? Uh, the snowmobile story? murder attempt. My father raced, um, well, still races um, vintage cars. He races um, Ford Cobras and Austin Healys, and so he's um, for fun. He I don't. He's got he's got to be in his sixties, seventies now. No, mm-hmm. wow. he's a very uncontrollable man so he very much enjoyed speed and going off trail in the mountains of Colorado and if you had your own snowmobile you could do what you wanted if you were renting one then you had to stay on the trails well he had three or four snowmobiles he's um, a very well-to-do man and he sort of um, decided he was going to test Brack's metal by spending an afternoon with him in the snowmobiles. And um, it ended up costing him about twelve grand in a snowmobile because Brack kept up with him. <laughs> both the snowmobiles were trashed. And both of the snowmobiles crashed, and they played chicken, and there was a lot of wow. alcohol involved. Did we get hurt? No. Well, they were drunk. Bes- besides, so oh, pride. Yeah. Sort besides of bounce. Pride. So <laughs> someone's pride. And there was snow. <laughs> pride. And, yes, pretty much. Did he earn your father? After that, did your father have a different... Uh, no, no, okay. No. But he didn't test him again. Think, but he didn't test him again. <laughs> he okay. didn't dare. I think. I think. Oh. I think my father. My, right. d- my father's deal with Brack was that he um, sort of uh, underestimated his, uh, let's say, will to survive and succeed. I think looking at a surface and a, and a guy who has very long Judging hair a book and by a, the cover, and he just assumed that this was this was going to go nowhere fast and. I, I'm happy to say, and sucks to be you, my marriage has lasted longer than both of yours. So Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, suck oh. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll drink to that. <laughs> did you, yeah. uh, so, wh- do you, when did you meet Brock's family? Brack? Mm. Brack. On our Brack. way Sorry. to, um, <laughs> on our way to Vermont, so he could go to culinary school. Oh. So, we left Colorado to go to Vermont, so he could attend um, New England Culinary. Oh. And um, on our way, we kind of went the long way around. We visited all the family members in all the states. So we started in California and went all the way up into Iowa and Minnesota and down to South Carolina and then back up the... Did you have a good experience? Nobody tried to run you over? Nobody tried to run me over. Um, I will say that uh, <laughs> his... Uh, m- I would say his mother probably wasn't terribly fond of the fact that I was direct or uh. um, assertive. Um, she's, I think after 20 years, she's since gotten used to it. Um, but And his younger brother, Keith, is now married to someone who is equally assertive. And so I don't know what that says about 
<laughs> the voice <laughs> she raised. <laughs> wow. But we're all very outspoken. Well, well this, this is this has given me a lot of clues to how Cowbell uh, has turned out the way it is. Yeah. Because in a town that's so creative and unique and funky, you know, Cowbell really stands out, and not just in my Thank opinion, you. in so many people's opinions as being especially... Like, you just do it well. Some people are just Thank funky you. for being funky, and it doesn't work for them, you know? But right. it all comes together in Cowboy. And it's like the decor and the food and the atmosphere and the vibe, it all seems to go together and it makes sense in a way, you know? Thank you. And, yeah, and... um so I'm I'm wondering. Well, first of all, uh, Kim, do you how often do you eat a cowbell? <laughs> Are you there like every night? We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> it is in your sandwich. Oh, it's oh. actually it's. I was impressed. I it's mean, very I thought good. It was going to be some cheesy rendition of a classic Vietnamese sandwich, but it was delicious and it it's from scratch. Yeah. Now, now, is it a classic Vietnamese sandwich, or does it have a twist to it, There's or what's a twist the deal? To it. I mean, he definitely. First of all, he makes the meats himself, like with you know, he does the terrine and he does the pate. That's crazy. Yeah. That's great. Um, but he keeps the same elements of the cilantro and the pickled vegetables, which okay. is delicious. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it, really literally nice you inhale the thing. Of it's the really very good. Now is this like Alaska Vietnamese or is this like New Orleans Vietnamese like or is Vietnamese Vietnamese? It's more like California, California Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I know the Alaska Vietnamese has become very popular, right? <laughs> <laughs> With me? With you? With moose? Well, um, well, you know. Now, by the way, I'm not. But I should back up. When I said that before, I'm not just flattering you because you know, like I. I did you, my birthday dinner at I your know, place. I you come here all the I time. Lo- I mean, I try to eat everywhere, too, so I don't go to too many places more than once, right? It's hard. But, I mean, uh, cowbells are the very, very top of our list. So uh, I, I'm going to ask Kim another question about, though. What do you dislike on the menu of cowbells? Is there anything where you just go, that's not for me? It's not so much I dislike it, but it's the problem is once you've had the steak, it's really hard <laughs> to want something else. Yeah. Except red meat there. You're back I on the red meat thing again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to get a rare steak in wow. this country, you yeah, yeah, know, yeah. and it's a little heartbreaking. Well, this is not a steak town either, really. You go to the, really. you go no. and they cook it in like some salamander, so you say rare, so it's like lukewarm. You're like, I didn't say yeah. lukewarm. I just feel rare. It's just it hurts when you come to. This is my eat personal steak. problem with cowbell too. I, I have a couple things that I love. And so when I go, it's hard for me to get Try off of those things because like, I know I'm not going to be back for a month or two. Great, fish tacos are the best in the That's yeah, the they're really great. You get a lot. Wait, let yeah, me yeah. ask you. Speaking of meat, do people eat moose? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And elk? And Has cowbell ever made moose? No. No. Elk. Buffalo? No. And if they ever do, I think my name will be attached to that as well. No, and you know what? <laughs> wow. Here's the thing. I, Should. I, Sorry, I wouldn't buddy. be surprised Sorry. if he does, but I I will say it's. It's something that we ate frequently in Colorado. It's a it was, lean It was meat. on the menu in every oh. restaurant in Crested Butte. There was bison or or elk or because it's very lean meat. Right. Um, so that doesn't not necessarily mean tasty. You have to mix it up. No, I you mean, have to mix it up. And I have a cooking question for you, for y'all. I mean, oh you no. may not be able to answer this, but <laughs> my, how do you cook the moose? I can tell you how to cook, cook moose. Rice Krispies, She's not going to so. know how to cook moose. Okay, I well, know. I'll, maybe I'll know. you oh. might get in trouble for this, so <laughs> you don't have to answer. But, no, we, uh, we'd we like to know. It's a recurring if question we ask. Yeah. yeah, if there's anything that you do in the restaurant that is like a secret or saves time. Like you know, not a secret. Shortcut. A Ooh. shortcut. To as far as the food goes? Or? Yeah, like, you know, some uh, instead of cooking beans for four hours, we, we found out from a, another guest that they use canned beans or... Uh, if you're, we spray Pam on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, I, I mean, I'm y'all probably not the best person so to ask, but I take I any can, shortcuts. I can almost, I can say that I, I, I don't, he doesn't take shortcuts So essentially at you're all. no help to us at all. I meant, I am no help to you at all, at all. You're looking for there are trying to find a, br- you know, I'm not we'll trying to. we'll never be a brack, but we yeah. maybe, maybe we can get a shortcut that'll help us. Some uh, cooking yeah. shortcut. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have to have brack rabbit on pate. Yeah, we got to okay. get brack. Yeah, pate, too. you can't. Which, by the way, I, mean, I want to get his, I want to get his side of a couple of these stories, too. So. <laughs> 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 we got to have him soon. I want to ask you, going back to family, I heard that his sister mm-hmm. is a famous volleyball player. She is. Is that true? She is a famous volleyball player. What in the world? True. She, it's she, when you hear his totally last name, Wait, here's what's crazy. Funny. What's crazy is 
the guy seriously makes fun of people who exercise. He's like, oh, I saw you running on St. Charles. <laughs> <the other laughs> <day."> like, his <laughs> sister like an Olympian? She's, yes, she's a gold mis- medal. Okay, Here's what's funny is I had hired somebody recently who was new and didn't know the routine, didn't know that people come in and they <laughs> ask that question. So there were. Well, but Mesa there were enough name, you may not ask. Yeah. No, but there was a, and it, you know, she never put two and two together, and it's just not something that we we go. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> it's just not what we do. So <laughs> she's waiting on somebody, and he and this person says, "I understand that that Brack is um, related to um, Misty Misty May," and she, and she looks at him and she goes, "Oh no, where did you hear that? That's <laughs> <laughs> not true at all. I don't know what's it." And then she tells me about it, and she's laughing. Going, can you believe that? And I'm like, yeah. Well, thing is, <laughs> he actually is related. That actually is his sister. And she was like, oh, my God, I feel like such an ass. Wow. I was like, well, how would you know? How would you even know? You need so, to name something sir. after her, too, in the restaurant. Uh, Maybe something no, real. Something yeah, non-athletic. Hey, wait, she's a three disasters hit before she gets her own sandwich. She, I don't care who she, she is. She has yeah. to have a blighted house care. fall on her house yeah, and okay. have the city take some of she her beds. She needs to buy a, a house point. in Central City. Yeah. She needs That's, to live in Central City. It has city. to be okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that philosophy. It's a privilege, not a right. All right. Now, now Krista, <laughs> yeah. obviously Brack's the visionary behind most of the food. Mm-hmm. But, you know, cowbell, it's the whole experience. We talk about this a lot in the show about how the, how the, it's, it's more than just the food. You just can't take the right. recipes and move it. That's why, you know, certain restaurants, famous restaurants here have tried to open in Destin and Houston. It hasn't worked as well for them. It doesn't quite work. Because it's a whole atmosphere, right? right. And you, can, you, you contribute you hugely to this endeavor, too. Because to me, like, one of your things is obviously you do staff and all that, but you do mm-hmm. the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. And I just like... I mean, I walk in your place, and it's like she knows how to use rust like better than I anybody else rust. I know. Yeah, well, rust I, is wonderful. I mean, I, re- I remember reading when I first got here, I was trying to figure out what it is that's so beautiful about New Orleans. Somebody said, "Well, you have to." I know it's a famous quote, but you, it, they said you have to understand the beauty of entropy to like, yeah, to like New exactly. Orleans. And that's what I see in your place. It's like it's not dirty. It's not uncomfortable. It's, it's just sophisticated. like sophisticated. Yeah, it's just like lived in and sophisticated, and that's a great way of putting it. You know, and then I noticed there's a letter on the wall. I think you told me the story mm-hmm. about that. You climbed up like in like ninja costume and like got <laughs> got the uh, letter <laughs> that flooded Pizza Hut that they never rebuilt. On they never rebuilt. They just knocked that thing down, oh, by the way, too. Well, what's the statute limitations on this crime? I think you can confess this on the air, right? You're I, not gonna, I'm going to go ahead and confess well, you'll know, the lawyer that I am not licensed to practice in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like... <laughs> You're licensed to give advice. <laughs> I no, I roll my eyes. I did. <laughs> I did steal the A. I did absolutely so steal the that's A. That's not a low roof. I mean, you had to get a ladder no. or something, right? I mean, yes, I did. We we in climbed. Full view of we everyone? did a little climb. Well, nobody was really, you know, nobody was really paying attention to anything. And and one of the things that's interesting is that uh, a lot of the uh, the panels, the the artwork that's there, the uh, use your melon and the little yeah, yeah. boy with the um, the ice cream cones. Um, that was also part of the um, property on uh, Pizza Hut and we were eyeballing it and eyeballing it and, and trying to figure out how we could get in touch with somebody to see if we could take that down and save it so that it could go to a school or it could go somewhere and um, one day we happened upon some people from I, I don't want to say what state but they were taking it and they were uh. going to take it for scrap and we were like well fuck that so we got into our little ninja outfits <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> night and, went and took a whole panel to save it because we knew the story behind why it was painted and right. the guy had gone around the neighborhood and gotten paint from everybody and so it was it was particularly offensive and how, after have Katrina to have too, that yeah it does yeah, it still right. has its yeah. flood line and that's why I haven't sealed it with my favorite invention um cement sealer because nice. it would remove the the flood line the flood line and the flood line is it important needs to be there it yeah. needs to be there there's a point to it so yes. um all of this all of the the idea behind the way the restaurant looks is that we wanted it to be a, a place that was um was comfortable for for people to come in and just relax. That was the idea. I didn't want people to feel like they had to dress up or to wear a jacket or that it was like just walking into their own place and sitting down and enjoying the company that they're with. That's why there's no Wi-Fi. I want you to talk to the people that you're with. I don't want you playing playing with your phone or doing work or whatever. There's (laughs) no... I don't 
I I appreciate that. You're gonna have to like jam 4G next. You need to go yeah, some kind of device just, on your roof to jam the 4G. I just think you all that get cancer. you know it just it's so um, destructive <laughs> to to it contributes to people's inability to actually have a face to face conversation yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's everything is texting and. English is not really a language anymore, and it's all phonetic, and you know. So it's like, well, if I have to, I will force you to sit down and speak to the person that you're having dinner with, and that's kind of the idea behind it. And then all of the the artwork and all of the pieces, they each have their own story. And for me, the fact that they're rusted and they're broken and they're not um, they're not perfect to me makes them more beautiful because each has its own story you know people have their story right, but I right. think inanimate objects have their own story as well and and I like that when things are peeling and when they're old they 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 say something about it means they have a history they have a history yeah. and there's 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 more than just your eyes have seen this thing. You know, right. years and years and years and years of people have looked at this, and it's changed over the years. But you're part of a group that's looked at this, and and uh-huh. it remained just the thing that changes. But huh. you know, I don't know. That's I I like I like that there are quotes on the walls. I like that there are, there are kind of I secrets everywhere. I plagiarized your Christopher Walken uh, one. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I like that. I um, made one of those for myself. We kind of make fun fact. of... Fact. I made a Christopher Walken. Fact. I love the word fact. Fact. And that Boys actually... And caps, I plagiarized yeah. that. I'm going to say right now that... Where'd you get comes that from? from? That comes from a guy, a lithographer that um, was in North Carolina and he wrote... Uh, he had like weird sayings um we have one that's uh cass walker grocer man uh he want the hell out of shoplifters fact and i, I just thought <laughs> it was just hysterical so i put fact after everything uh. now i have to hashtag apparently but um i usually use the word fact and um all of the quotes have specific meanings there's specific <laughs> reasons why they're there i don't ever put anything in there without there being um a, a reason behind it there's nothing in there that it, that doesn't have a point and i like to watch as people try to figure out what that point is uh. or they figure out what it is for themselves it may not even be what my point is but i like i like for people to try and well, where is that quote from or what does that quote mean or why is that hanging there do you ever have anyone offended by that you know they ask all kinds of questions uh. but for me the important thing is that they're thinking about it they're asking questions and they're not just kind of not engaging and I prefer for people to to engage I prefer for people to look at things as um, useful even if they're discarded you know there's you can you can you can use things that other people consider junk and you can turn them into to really beautiful things well you You just have to kind of change your perspective thank you it's very it 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 feels beautiful and comfortable and I love sitting with people at yep. the tables and meeting people. I always get into a good conversation with someone sitting in there and um, and uh, it's just it's very well done. Thank so you. Everything That's the idea. I, I, I don't like one thing I, I don't like about restaurants is that there's this idea that you have to dress up or you have to wear a jacket or and somehow that is relative to how good the meal is going to be and i just think I that's hate bullshit. oversized I menus <laughs> 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 so pretentious oversized oh. menus with really long wine lists like and a kid with things stupid i just don't oh. i just don't think it adds it enhances the experience i think that everyday people should be allowed to have a place that they're comfortable in where they get a, a quality meal and they can enjoy themselves but without, it's accessible to them yeah, yeah it's right. accessible yeah. and they don't have to they don't have to put on a, a suit and tie they don't have to get an equity loan they don't have to you know right. it's not we're not the place where people go when they want to ask someone to marry them right. we're the place that they go after they're married uh-huh. which is cool right, because right, right. you know that's I, I figure I'm probably going to get them more often. Have you got anybody to, to propose at I your restaurant not. yet? Oh, no, heck no, really? no, no. See, uh, yeah. Not that we know of. We get a lot oh. of birthdays. I think it's the um, I think oh. it's the the bell that we ring and yeah, the, yeah. the kind of 
Oh yeah, I wore the cow hat. Yeah, you, you put wear it on the me. cow yeah, hat. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that really wasn't. I I I hate it don't when people special. do that to me. What's that? Don't feel special. <laughs> I, I hate it everybody. when people do that to me in a restaurant. But uh, the kids started no, that, I liked and, it. and so no, I, liked I let it. the I liked kids it. I, do I'm with in the it. Costuming, yeah. Like, yeah. I look at for an excuse to dress up. So. Well, and that came from a guy in the in the neighborhood. I mean, if you can make a change, I'd switch to a tiara maybe. If you can get like a cow tiara. If I can get a cow tiara, I'd prefer to wear that, but I'll keep wearing that. Yeah, we could do that. We could, I think that could be arranged. For me, could you, could you arrange a cow tiara? Oh, where could I find a tiara in town? Yes. Yeah. One thing I really appreciate about Cowbell is that it's in a location where other people would have given up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's in a neighborhood. Especially when you got there, too. That yeah. people have uh, certain perceptions about. Yep. Thank and you. Bracken, Krista. Yep. Didn't give a shit. Yep. And <laughs> not only did they not give a shit, but they are... And continue to be respectful to the right. neighborhood around them. Yep. And serve people who just want to have good food. Yes. Um, and that's one thing. I mean, the food, you know, we know my opinion about the steak. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, I think it's small business owners in this town that yep. can make and break a neighborhood. Yep. And I love what they do, especially someone who does work in distressed neighborhoods. Yep. Well, you know, it's like been an, a part, it's an been anchor a part of the revival, that revival has created. It's the businesses have moved towards um, that end because a bay, the clothing store is yeah. right there too. Uh-huh. A I think blocks it, away. It, I mean, that's all. The all pioneers. of that is new. Yeah. Yeah, you were the first that one in that end. I mean, the other end of Oak was 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 you know really improving and doing yeah. well and coming to life. But your end of Oak was pretty desolate down mm-hmm. at that end. And you know you you predate a, uh, a bay and a bakery and all well, the rest and of that. Well, now that yeah, there, the bakery yeah. is there, and Which is I great. think I love that bread place. I love that bread place. Um, I think I think that's kind of indicative of a lot of things in the in the city. The way people sort of undervalue areas because of some kind of preconceived notion yeah. of, of mm-hmm. what something is. And um, you know, I've lived in Central City for thirteen years, and I, you know, I I can pretty much guarantee that when people think of central city they're not thinking of a 47 year old white woman that owns a a house and you know they're thinking of people that live in the projects or section eight or whatever and you know that's just not that's just not the reality right um so you know i still have people that say is it safe to park on eagle street Uh, absolutely i've been there two years not a single thing has happened to our building to any car any employee any anything so it's you know, you have to kind of take a leap of faith, and and um, if you're if you have good intentions, uh, generally you put that out, it, it it comes back, and every once in a while you're going to get bit in the ass, but right. you know that's anywhere. That's it, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I have tons you, of people. You get bit in the ass like a thousand little ways if you live in uh you know. Well, let's tell everybody oh, that where. Uh, yeah. Let's give everyone y'all's address. And yes. Because we're coming to the end of our. Night yeah. there, oh, wrapping up the grill. We're at the end. Yeah, unfortunately, we're gonna have to have you back. You're gonna have to have Brad back so he your can, husband. Yes. So he can, your, yeah. So he can tell us the truth about the, your your dad. No, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we you're, wanted to you're holding he'll, back. He'll, you're holding back. I can tell. He'll so sugarcoated. <laughs> he really will. Well, thank you so much, Krista, for coming in tonight. We really appreciate it and bringing um, Kim with you. We enjoy thank getting you. to know you. And uh, your address on Oak Street is? 8801 Oak Street. So pretty much we're right before the railroad tracks. If you're standing in line with that track, the train blowing the horn. It gives you a little extra time to make the detour over to you. Exactly. Go, yep, I am hungry. I encourage you to go ahead and turn on any of those side streets (laughs) and park. Yes. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> well, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was <laughs> Krista May, Pendograph May, and her plus one was Kim Vu. You can find out more about uh, their restaurant, cow- her restaurant Cowbell, by going on in and join yourselves if you haven't already. And there'll be and material on uh, on our website too, right? And it's yes. NewOrleans.com. We'll have uh, links to Cowbell there. We put this up. There's a website. Yes. And we post. I should say that uh, if you want to know what the specials are every day, go to Twitter and put in hashtag. The kids are gonna laugh at me. Hashtag cowbell special, and that'll pull up 
whatever is going on. I don't, I don't either. But the kids, the kids that work for me, and I call them kids. They're actual adults, but I consider them kids. They say you've got a hashtag. So, well, I I look on Facebook. I I like. If you've noticed, I like every single picture. You do, except (laughs) the pate. I want to like pate, but I just don't. I don't. I'm embarrassed to say I don't. I I don't want to be like. Try it in my sandwich. Dude, you gotta try it in the sandwich. You gotta try it in the sandwich. I'm telling you. This is the We've landed the plane. We now go. we're taking off again. Though. We're out of time. We've got we to we <laughs> stop this. Let me say this. Our show is recorded live at Ted's Frost Hop on Claiborne Avenue in Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week, serving first-class burgers, beer, and their awesome homemade root beer in a frosty mug. Uh, Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Mitch Cry with assistance from Argo and me. Uh, Chris Keo has been our guest technical director tonight. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website, it's neworleans.com. From there, you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, sign up on our mailing list, all kinds of ways. While you're at it, uh, it's neworleans.com. You can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One. You'll want to do that for sure, all of them, as well as other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, and Out to Lunch. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Maybe you could take a minute to rate and review us very highly. Uh, That helps with other people finding us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Until we meet again here at Ted's Frost Hop, I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. (laughs) Good night. Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.